All right, here we go. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 228 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. guys doing okay i hope you're doing okay i'm doing okay it's thursday as i record this i have to get through thursday i have to get through friday and then i'm off for a week i'm off for nine days in a row it was the week we had penciled in for myrtle beach we're not going we're staying it's going to be one of those i don't like these phrases i don't like you know what i don't like vacay when you're taking vacay like what the hell's wrong with you is that is that shun? Is that just too much? <laughs> Adding the shun to the end of that—that's just too taxing for you. I don't, know. I don't like that. But anyway, it's going to be a staycation. There you go. There's another one. Kind of grinds my gears. We're not going anywhere. We're not doing jack. You know what we're going to be doing? Working in this house. That's what Tony's informed me of. That's what she says. So, you know, I just take orders. So I'm going to be down here, like, cleaning out this closet down here with my clothes in it. I told you about that closet. That thing's been, I hung a bunch of shit up there in 2000, you know, in early 2000. And um, and everything new I put to the right. So it's going to be, it's, it's like an archaeological dig. It'll be, it'll start everything over on the left side. It'll be stuff from 2000 and prior. I mean, it goes back years. And then it just gets newer and newer and newer. Things packed out. I don't know how that. I don't know how that bar has been able to hold up all that shit. You know, that thing's bowed in the middle. It's gonna collapse one of these days. She's been on me to, to get some to to get that under control for uh, years, literally years. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll get to it. What do you, you know? That's not something I want to do. I don't want to take a vacation from work and work on a closet. That doesn't sound like fun to me. But anyway, one more day or two more days. You know, today, I have to count today because it hasn't started yet. So today and tomorrow, and then we'll be on it. But anyway, today I want to talk to you about our trip to see the Rolling Stones, me and the young, uh, me and the older boy. We went to uh, Pittsburgh. It was something I was, uh, to be truthful, I was kind of dreading. I mean, I knew that the two hours or three hours we're at the show would be fun. All the rest of it, I was a little, I was, I had a little anxiety about. You know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know Pittsburgh. I don't know my way around. It's, I don't know the traffic situation. I don't know where we're going to park. I don't know the hotel. The hotel's, you know, not close. Um, so you know, all that navigation, all that, you know, I don't know. So all of it, I was like. Oh. I've reached a point in my life where I just kind of avoid hassle. I got enough, I got enough hassle that happens in, on an organic level, right? I, I got that, right? I don't need to willingly, you know, invite in more hassle, you know? So anyway, I was kind of dreading it. Not dreading it, but, you know, ang- I was a little anxious about the whole thing. Turns out it was a blast. We had a great time, and um, 
We left on Monday, I don't know, 10.30 in the morning or so. The show is Monday night. Uh, we drove over there. It was raining off and on here and there. And the skies were like sunny blue, perfect, and then dark and menacing. I mean, and then it would switch back. It was vacillating back from beautiful to, to horrible. And I was like, what the? Was, this thing's an outdoor concert, you know, at a football stadium. And I don't want to be sitting in the rain. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but we, you know, we drove through that. We stopped at a McDonald's somewhere and, um, I was starving. Both of us were starving. And I was like, what do you want? What do you want to get? I said, what, I said, what, what's your favorite? What's the, what's the worst fast food? He couldn't really come up with anything. He said, he said Hardee's, which I agree. (laughs) That's that ranks up there. But, uh, I'd said K- I said KFC too. He goes, no, I love KFC. But I said, what's the best? He goes, McDonald's. I said, you said I said, are you saying McDonald's is better than like Wendy's? He goes, yeah, McDonald's is the best. I'm like I don't know about that. But anyway, I said, you want to stop at McDonald's? That sounds pretty damn good. I'm starving. So we stopped some random town, and there's some lady in there, and um, she was nice old nice older lady and she was like i've got she goes they turned up the air conditioner in here and i started sneezing and getting the hiccups every time they turn the air conditioner on i i, I start sneezing uncontrollably and getting the hiccups i was like what the hell i have never heard of that before she goes i don't know why it happens but i you know i, I i'm sne-. and when you start sneezing and having the hiccups at the same time that's not good i said no it doesn't sound like it I'm going to go with the number one, please, no pickles. What size drink? Uh, she goes, they're all the same price. She'd get, she'd get the big one. <laughs> I said, all right. Load it up. So anyway, that stuff was, that thing was delicious. That Big Mac, that thing was perfect. I was like, I told, I told the older boy, I said, I said, this might, this might be, the greatest meal I've ever had in my life. And I've eaten at fancy restaurants all over the country, at various Gordon Ramsay restaurants and high-end steakhouses. And, you know, when I, back when I was working at WIA, I was living the, you know, sometimes we'd go out on these trips and we'd they'd take us out to these fancy-ass places. I think, that, I think that Big Mac, that number one value meal on the road to Pittsburgh, was perhaps one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. That shit was perfect. Whoever made that was an artist. I should have went back there and shook the man's hand or a woman. I don't know who the hell. I don't know who made it, but it was perfection, my friends. So we we stopped there. Then we finally got to this place called Monroeville, which is right outside of Pittsburgh, and we went to the hotel. We found our hotel. We almost got killed in a car fiery car crash because. There's no, I don't know, it, it, it's an impossible, it's like very difficult to find the entrance to this thing. So I turned in, I thought it was the entrance, the entrance was, go, you know. Anyway, I had to pull out in traffic, this car was like steaming down the road, you know, and it was like, had had to slam on the, ah, the whole, you know, I was like, here we go. This is exactly what I was dreading. But then we got in the hotel, hotel was nice. It was like some, it was like a Holiday Inn Express, I think. Very nice, you know, nothing to complain. There's nothing to complain about. So very high end, well, not high end, but it was nice. It was, uh, you know, it was really good. So we went in there, went up to our room, 
And um, I found out, I realized that my pockets were bulging with uh, little, ra- little little Debbie wrappers. <laughs> We've been eating, we got a box of Little Debbie's, the Little Debbie oatmeal cookies. And I don't like trashing my car. You know, you know, you know what irritates me is when you're riding with somebody and, and you know, that little, that little uh, pocket on the, on the door, you know, where you can put stuff down in there. Like people put map, people used to put maps in there and stuff. That little pocket. People pack that thing up with snot rags and wrappers and shit. That drives me insane. I said, don't, don't put anything in that pocket. I was telling the older boy. I said, don't. He goes, I won't. I know. I said, he'll fill that thing up with snot rags, you know, <laughs> and um, I, that, that irritates me. So we're, we're eating those little Debbie cakes, hand over fist, going down the interstate. We also had uh, Cheez-Its and Mountain Dew slash Dr. Pepper in the cooler. That's what we had. So so we're eating those little Debbies. And um, I, when we got up to my room, when we got up to the room, I was like, I was like, look how many Rappers, <laughs> my pockets are bulging with little Debbie wrappers. Place was nice. I said, "What do you want to do?" I said, "You want to get something to eat?" It was already. I mean, the the show starts. At, well, the opening act supposed to, supposed to go on at seven thirty. It was like five o'clock or something. I could tell he was like apprehensive. He goes, "I want to eat, but I don't. I don't want to get there late." I said, "Well, why don't we just? There's a pizza shop like right right across the street. We we'll, we we'll just go over there and get a sandwich or something." He goes, "I don't want that." I said, well, tell me what you want. He goes, I don't want any fast food. I said, uh, pizza's not fast food. He goes, I want something better than that. I said, like what? He goes, I don't know. So we're getting this. There's tension, you know. I said, just tell me what you want to do. He goes, what's around here? I said, I don't know. There's a Denny's over there. Let's just go there. I said, is that what you want, Denny's? He goes, I don't don't care. (laughs) So I I was... I had stress because we didn't have a whole lot of time, right? I, I felt like we were pushing it already. He wouldn't. I said, "Let's just go through the freaking Chick Fil A drive-through and get get a sandwich and eat it on the." No, I don't want to do. That. I want to go somewhere. So we went to this Denny's, and um, as it turns out, it was the same. We had been there before. We went, we went to the same Denny's when we went to see the Rockin' Tours. Except when we went to that show. It was after the show. It was like, you know, middle, it was like, I don't know, midnight or something. So, so we went in there and the woman's like, I'm sorry. This is my first day. I'm probably not going to be a very good waitress. Ha 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 ha. I was like, just, oh God. So, um, I was like, oh, that's fine. I said, you know, we're cool. Just, uh, but we're, we are in sort of a rush here, you know? <laughs> um, but so if, if whatever. So, or he, he ordered, uh, chicken tenders or some shit like that she goes we don't have any of those he goes you don't have chicken she goes no we're out i'm like already he goes okay i'll have a cob salad i said what in the hell i have never seen you eat anything like that before so i ordered some kind of like turkey sandwich i don't remember what it's called the clucker i don't know i don't know what it's called it was a it was a grilled turkey it had turkey swiss tomatoes and some kind of and oh yeah i think that's it turkey swiss cheese tomatoes on a sour on sourdough and fries she goes do you want uh do you want regular fries or seasoned fries i'm like seasoned fries and are, are an abomination into this world so uh, i'm gonna go <laughs> with the with the regular fries seasoned fries are bullshit all right so anyway 
So he got a Cobb salad. I said, what the hell is that? I said, I don't even know what that is. That invented by Bob Cobb. That's according, you know, that's what uh, that's what Larry David says, Bob Cobb. Anyway, um, so he, ordered, he got that, and he ate, I don't know, two-thirds of it, and there was a bunch left. It was a huge, it's like a manhole cover-sized salad. So... So he headed down there. I said, "How?" I said, "Do you have any cash?" And he goes, "No." I said, "We need to stop at a bank or something, like an ATM, because I don't know what this parking situation. I was stressing, you know." And so we get down there. It's going to be a, it's going to be pandemonium, and it might be cash only. He said everything. He said it on the internet. It said everything's cashless. I said, "Yeah, but we don't know about the parking." He goes, "Oh, we'll be fine." <laughs> he didn't seem to, to give too. He thought I was acting like a lunatic. So we get down there. It is pandemonium. We went down this street, and there's all these bars and stuff. There's like thousands of people just pouring out of these. They're out on the sidewalk. Just everybody's drinking these giant beers. And um, I'm like, where are we going to park? He goes, calm down, man. So we finally found this parking garage. Cost $45. $45 to park. And I was like, holy shit. I said, what if they only take cash? I said, I have no cash. You have no cash. He goes, well, I got a dollar bill. I said, oh, that's helpful. Very helpful. Thank you. It's really That really moves the needle. <laughs> so we get up there, We and I said, can you you guys take cards? He goes, yeah, of course. So i like, thank God. So we paid, and I was a weight lifted right there because I didn't know what the hell. That was the part that was stressing me out the most. So we, we went in the parking garage. I had to go way up to the top. Everybody's drinking in there bunch of old men, mostly men, some women. And I was like, this is going to be, I mean, this is not going to be a young crowd. <laughs> so we get up, we we have to park near the way up in this thing. And, um, you know, we go down there, just a crush of people, just a sea of people. I'd never been to anything like this. I've been, I've been to many big shows. I mean, I've seen Bruce Springsteen and the, and, and the U2, and I've seen, you know, Big concerts, gigantic. I've seen Metallica, and you know, I don't know. I could go down the list, but I'd never been to like a football stadium. I saw Tom Petty in that was a basketball stadium. That was big too, but it was indoors. This is this is like massive. This is like a sixty-five thousand seat stadium or something outside. You know, a football stadium. I'd never been to anything like that. So there's like just people everywhere everybody's where there's these they had these trailers out there selling merch hundreds of people lined up at each one of them there's like multiple trailers who are selling you know 75 dollars t-shirts and shit people are just buying them like crazy everybody's drinking <laughs> i feel like i'm like on the younger side of the audience and i'm old you know everybody's out there hooting and hollering there's like a crush of people trying to get into the entrances you have to go through a full, like like you're at the airport to get in this place. You have to go through metal detectors and all that. All right, so we get in there. We we have a hard time finding the seats. There's, like, all these escalators. Everybody's, like, lining up to get on the escalators. There's like, hundreds of people trying to get on the escalators. And there's, like, people carrying, like, trays of food. I saw this woman um, where she was, she was carrying, it looked like a... A tray like at a high school cafeteria or something and it had like mashed potatoes and gravy and shit on there like pot roast <laughs> and stuff like this i'm like who the where who goes to a concert 
and buys like home cooking. And where do you even get that? You know. And it was like loaded up with food. And I saw this other guy. He had he had two hot dogs. He had a tray too. He had two hot dogs with just a strip, just a stripe of mustard down each one of them, and two gigantic Miller High Lifes. You know, he's heading up the escalator. Took like I don't know, fifteen minutes to get up the es- you know, to even get on the escalator. And then we had to go up another one. And then we had to go down. I don't know. It was weird. It was like it was section two twenty. It was like it was like one it was one section up from the floor but um you had to go up and then down to it or something but anyway so we finally got to our seats the opening act was already playing it was a band called the ghost hounds i don't know i don't know anything about them never heard of them before they seemed like they were like an 80s style arena rock you know sounded good i mean i you know i don't know the songs but they weren't. They certainly weren't terrible. They were good, you know. So they played. They were pretty energetic and fun. And I was just sitting there watching. It's like everybody in there is like. I mean, there's like every age. There's like kids in there, and people probably pushing eighty. You know, there's people like on canes and stuff, and everything in between. There's like young people, but for the most part, it was people in their sixties at maybe into their 70s mostly i'd say 55 and above constituted a a large percentage of the audience and everybody and 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 most of them were drinking you know drinking those big old beers hooting and hollering they're all wearing rolling stone shirts which probably cost 60 bucks each the tickets were like 200 dollars you know in our section it was crazy i was like who has all this these people are like these people have a lot of money. You know, the Rolling Stones has an audience that has a lot of money. You know, <laughs> you know these aren't, you know, this isn't like uh, like punk kids that have, you know, have to scrape together money to go see a show. These are people that are in their, you know, they're, they're already pushing retirement and they got, they got money to spend. So that's good for them, right? And um, the place is, you know, packed. And there's like supposedly there's over fifty thousand people in there. I read that in the next day. Over fifty thousand people. Never been to a show anything like that, you know. So, um, so that was quite an experience. People watching was fun, and um, we sat there and waited, and uh, didn't have to wait too long. Next thing you know, the big the big Rolling Stones lips are on these giant screens. They have these screens that must be I don't know like five stories tall. Huge four of them right beside each other. These lips, you know, the the the, the logo, the tongue, and the lips, and all that um, appeared up there. But everybody's going crazy. And then uh, and then the lights finally went out, and they did this little tribute to Charlie Watts, their drummer who died recently. They just had there's some you could just hear like somebody drumming, just a drum beat, and there were all these pictures of Charlie Watts flashing on those four screens, those giant screens. And um, so that was that was cool, and then that ended, and then somebody goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, the Rolling Stones," you know, and these explode, you know, fireworks, explosions, you know, <laughs> and um, you know, and there, there, there's a there's Keith Richards out on the stage playing Street Fighting Man. He's playing the opening of that, and um, I was like, "What the?" You know, for that that dramatic that dramatic opening and I was like the whole thing 
when I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't know if I want to go to this. This is going to be a giant hassle to me. But then when they, when all that, when, you know, the fireworks went off, an explosion like an atom bomb went off in there, and, um, you know, Keith Richards is out there. I'm like, holy shit, this is rock and roll legend. This is legendary. This is an iconic, you know, this is, you don't, you don't get much more iconic and legendary than this. And I was like, oh, God, if some, this is worth it. This is the best. You know, I'm so glad I did this, you know. And they were fun. They were good. You know, they're, I mean, they're old. They're like seven, I think mixed 78. And I don't know, Keith's around the same age. I think they're about the same age. And Ron Wood, he's the baby of the group at 74, you know. And um, but they were they were good, you know. Mick was out there strutting around, doing that chicken dance and all that stuff, you know. And um, he, you know, he's doing the same stuff, and he he was energetic, and he was talking to the crowd, and he was funny. He said uh, he said something about you know I didn't even have a chance to go over to the Andy Warhol Museum and and stare at pictures of my my of my myself, or he goes, but I did have a sandwich over at the uh, Primanti Brothers. <laughs> That's what he said, a sandwich. So anyway, so that was rocking. They played for two and a, two hours, 25 minutes or two hours, 15, something like that. Played 19 songs. I got the, I got the uh, playlist. I got, I made, I came home and I made the playlist on the old uh, Spotify of the, of all the songs they played in the order. And, uh, it was 19 songs. It was good. It was fun. And it was like, those guys were, they sounded great. You know, of course they had, they had. It wasn't just the four of them. It wasn't just those guys and the drummer. It was they had they had a lot of background singers, guys playing horns. They had keyboardists up there. You know, they had a bass player, and um, you know, but it sounded fantastic and it was energetic and fun. It was loud. It kept getting louder. It escalated. The volume kept getting louder and louder <laughs> as it went on. By the time they got to the. Uh, by the time they got to the encore, which uh, which was "Gimme Shelter" and "Satisfaction," and uh, it was like freaking loud, you know. I came out of there, and my ears were ringing. I didn't think that was possible anymore after all the degradation, after all the abuse that I've uh, thrown upon my my ears and my uh, body, you know, by going to these crazy shows all the time. Uh, but I, when we left there, my ears were like. Whee! <laughs> I got the got the tinnitus or tinnitus. Is it tinnitus or tinnitus? I've heard people say it two different ways. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. It was loud as shit and um, good. It was fun. Uh, in front of us, right in front of us, was this uh, couple, and they were they were drinking to massive excess, you know, and um, they were drinking those giant beers. I don't know how much they were. I didn't drink anything. But I guarantee they were fifteen bucks, seventeen bucks, eighteen bucks, somewhere in that neighborhood. There were twenty-four ounces, I think, big, you know, big cans. They were down in those things like they were popping Tic Tacs, you know. They were, I mean, they were swigging them down. She was smashed. He was. Sm- they were, both of them were drunk. She was like, she was jumping up and down, hooting and hollering, like filming stuff on her phone. I thought she was going to go over the railing a couple times <laughs> into the, in, you know, drop down on the, on the main floor down there. And, um, so they were, they were drunk and, um, you know, um, she eventually just wandered off. I don't know where she went. I have no idea. They were together. Apparently I thought, I thought she just walked away. 
They were not arguing or anything. They were having a good time. He kept turning around. Go every time a new song would come on, and he, he'd turn around and go, Ooh, you know, all that stuff, and do, you know, trying to get everybody to fist bump him over. You know, and he was happy. Everybody they were happy. They were happy drunks. But and she just like wandered away. I have no idea where she went. She never came back. <laughs> she probably came. She probably met up with some kind of misadventure. You know, she probably got passed out in a planter or something. Maybe like. Who knows? Who knows what happened to her? She might have got kicked out. She might have puked on somebody. I don't know. I I have no idea. She wandered off. She kept wandering off and coming back with those giant beers. But one time she left and never came back. He was so drunk he didn't even notice or care. So he's sitting there and we're, you know, and um, he's turning around, had to fist bump this guy like five, six, seven times, you know. I didn't want to engage him. I don't. I don't want to get into a conversation with this guy. You know, so I was just like give him the friendly, yeah, there you go, <laughs> give him the bump. And the guys beside me were doing the same thing. So then, uh, eventually, during the encore, when Give Me Shelter started, he, 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 you know, he he did the same thing. Next thing you know, tipped over. The guy's like he just like tips over to the right. I mean, just completely passes out at a rock show, and. um I mean, they got this thing, the volume cranking at that point. And um, then they, at the end, after they did Satisfaction, I mean, there was a full-blown uh, fireworks display. It went on and on and on, you know. And uh, they, they were out there, you know, doing the farewells, you know, standing in line with their arms around each other, you know, bowing and all that stuff. This guy's, like, passed out. There's so much noise in that place. There's, like bombs going off, you know, and he's just tipped completely over, completely passed out. And um, the people beside him were like, what the? I said, man, I said, after the show was over, finally, I said, I said, why don't you hold a mirror up to his mouth? <laughs> hold a mirror up to his mouth to see if he's breathing. And they're like, I don't know. So they couldn't even get past him because he was at the end of the row. So they, they said, do you mind if we come up, climb over and go out your row? <laughs> So um, so we were, like, making comments about this guy. And people were coming down the stairs going, what the, look at this guy. And um, he was, like, slumped over. And then um, next thing you know, there's some woman there. She came from way up above us. And she was, like, giving us looks like, you monsters. This man is in need of help. What kind of, what, you know, you people are just a bunch of monsters. I mean, she was giving us, shooting us dirty looks like she could not believe, just the most disapproving looks. I'm not getting involved in that guy. The guy's drunk. You know, he's that's all. I mean, he's not, he's been drinking beer for hours at an accelerated clip. Like he was in, like he was entered into some kind of like uh, contest. I mean, he's, you know, he's just, he's smashed. I don't know where that lady went. I don't know where she went. She was smashed too. She probably went over the side of the escalator or something. I don't know, and um, I have no idea. But um, I'm not getting involved in that. I mean, I know, I know it might be shitty, but and people were making comments. I was snapping photos, <laughs> you know, and she's like looking at us like you people. How you? How dare you? You know this stuff. So, um, but it wasn't just it wasn't just directed at me. It was directed at the people who were sitting beside him. She was like shooting everybody dirty looks, and she was so she was like, "Are you okay, sir? We need to get you to a doctor. To a doctor? The guy's smashed. He needs a cab or something. That's all. 
You know, so uh, so he was like, what, who? He was like, he didn't even know what the hell's going on. And he was like, oh, you know. She goes, get your backpack. And let's, you know, talking to him like he's like, you know, in kindergarten or something. He was like, oh, you know, <laughs> there's like beer cans sitting all around him and stuff. So anyway, we left at that point. We were like, the hell with that, you know. She was, and that woman, she, he was in good hands with that, with that do-gooder, that good Samaritan. Hey, I don't, I don't need any judgment, you know, whatever. So then we, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster getting out of here. There's 50,000 people trying to leave at the same time. This is going to be, I, I said, I, I told I told the boy, I said, I, I don't know if you, I'm going to have, to get, have enough gas I'm going to be sitting still for hours. He goes, well, maybe it'll be all right. You know, he's just like rolling with it. Everything's just rolling. I'm, I'm full of anxiety about everything. He's just like, ah, it'll be all right. You know, so so we uh, we go to the parking garage, go up the elevator. There's like people in there like, that was a solid show. Bunch of old guys. Ah, solid, solid. Whoo. Yeah, one thing you can say about that show, solid, you know. And then we got off the elevator at the sixth floor, and I said, you know, I was telling the boy, I said, you know, he's right. It was solid. The show's solid, you know. <laughs> so we we get in the car. This doesn't seem too crazy in there. I just drive right out of there and just get right on the interstate and head back to the hotel. It's like the easiest. I was like, where's everybody? <laughs> where's all these 50,000 people? They must have went to the bars around there. Or they're buying T-shirts. I don't know. Obviously, there were some people leaving, but it wasn't anything. I mean, it wasn't bad at all. We just left there, just drove right out of town, head on right out to the suburbs, right back to our hotel. No hassles. It's like that is the easiest exit of a concert. You go to a concert in Philly, and it is a disaster. You know, I mean, just it doesn't matter what if it's a club show. Or a big arena show. It doesn't matter. It's just a cluster, you know. This thing, we just got, went around, and it was like, here we go. Right on the interstate, heading back. So that was great. And um, it was fun. The show was great. I'm glad I went. Um, I, 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 I probably would have backed out of it if I had an opportunity. If I'd had an opportunity to, to back out of it without making everybody mad, I would have taken it. But now that it's happened... So glad I went. It was so much fun. And um, those guys are pros, obviously. I think they've been playing a few years. I think they got it down, you know. It was fun. And um, I had fun with the boy. He was. We had a lot of laughs. I mean, he, he was enjoying, you know, we had a good time. And when we were driving back, um, heading up Interstate 80, we were, uh, there were these electronic signs that said, uh, that said, uh, Rest area I had closed. You know, it kept saying that over and over again. I didn't think anything about it. I don't know, whatever. So when we got to that rest area, we were driving by there. There's all these police cars in there. There were two police cars up on like a uh, like a flatbed truck. There was a tractor trailer. It looked like it had crashed into the woods. It looked like there was like maybe like a, a vehicle in front of it, like smashed into the woods. <laughs> and there's like police cars down there, all kinds of stuff. And um, I was like, "Good Lord! I mean, that, that's a that's a calamity. That's nothing short of a calamity down there. I wonder what the hell happened." We're like, "Oh!" So we just kept driving. We stopped at the uh, at the Cracker Barrel. We stopped at a Cracker Barrel somewhere, 
And um, we went in there, and um, he was looking, the older boy was looking at his phone while we were waiting on our food. And he goes, oh, my God, I found an article about that rest area. Apparently, there was some truck driver that was accused by somebody else in that rest area at 4.30 in the morning of, of trying to steal something. I don't know. It doesn't say what it was. The guy was trying to steal something, apparently. They called the cops. Two state troopers showed up. This guy gets in his truck. Or no, he's in his truck. He won't come out. And um, you know they, t- they tell him to step out of his truck. He won't get out. And then he starts, he drives towards the cops and rams their vehicles. He like rams the police cars. And um, those cops, he said there's seven state troopers there at this point. They just start just pumping bullets into this guy, you know. Said that there was up to 30, 30 shots fired. Killed that guy dead. He was dead right there, you know. Just like just like firing bullets straight into this truck driver, you know. He was like ramming the police cruisers, you know, driving towards the cops. Like, what the hell? That was 27 years old, according to the articles. So I don't know. I mean, that's this guy, you know, I don't know. I don't know this gentleman. But uh, decision-making, probably not, you know, probably not high on his list of, uh, you know, talents, you know. You know, wise decision-making, not high up there. Anyway, so that was kind of crazy. The Cracker Barrel, I got the, I got the, uh, the roast, or no, I got the, I got the meatloaf. Man, that shit was kicking. <laughs> I don't know why. How, how could a person not like Cracker Barrel? There's all kinds of people I encounter that are like, I hate that place. I hate it. I hate it with a fiery urgency. I hate it with every fiber of my being. I'm like, how? How could you like? How could you not like the barrel? Anyway, it was great. So, um, so that was that. We got home. I don't know, like three o'clock, and uh, it was great. It was. It went off without a hitch. Stressed out trying to go on the way in because of the. I didn't know where the parking was, and that was it. That was the only stress of the whole thing. We had a lot of laughs. We had fun together, and the show was good. It was really good. It was better. I mean, I didn't know what to expect. Those guys are 80, you know. They were good, you know. The show was fun. So no regrets whatsoever. And that's that. Um, I hope that guy, I wonder I wonder how he felt the next day. That guy tipped over, you know. I wonder, oh, by the way, before I go, when we're at the hotel, the hotel we stayed at, uh, everybody in there, I think, went to that show. And everybody in there was older, you know probably as, as old as me or older and older you know and we went down to breakfast they have free breakfast you know we went down to breakfast and uh they're they're all down there pontificating they had an air of like <laughs> no i am the rolling stones expert you don't understand i've been to 30 this is my 30th show 30th stone show and uh i mean they're trying to outdo each other like, <laughs> you know, it's like, like even in within like a little microcosm of some, you know, there's like a, they're trying to like outdo each other. These guys are like 60 some and they're it's like, oh, you're talking to me. Yes, I know that. <laughs> you're talking to me, me, you're talking, you're trying to educate me <laughs> about the rolling stuff. <laughs> I was like, listen to this, you know, listen to these guys. 
What a bunch of dumbasses. I mean, nothing changes from high school all the way up to death. <laughs> Everybody's just, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like these guys are acting like high school kids, and they were like in their 60s, and they're like, oh, 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 oh. of course I know about that. <laughs> like, whatever. So anyway, um, it was fun. It was a great time. We enjoyed it, and um, I would recommend it. We were talk- on our way back. I said, what, what other artists... I'm talking single artists. I'm not talking these package deals that could sell out or not sell out, but play in a place like a football stadium and actually sell 50,000 tickets. You know, there's not too many, I don't think. And I'm talking about rock. I'm not talking about, I don't know anything about any country. I don't know anything about any of that pop, that teeny bopper pop bullshit. Talking about rock bands or rock artists. All we can come up with is McCartney, Springsteen. I don't know. U2 was mentioned, but I don't think so. I mean, I I could be wrong about that. I don't know. There's not too many artists, single artists, that could, you know, go out on tour and play football stadiums like that. Anyway, it was fun. It was a new experience for me, and I enjoyed it. And we're at the end of this thing. Hope you enjoyed this. Hope you enjoyed me talking about my enjoyment. If you want two of these a week, an extra episode every week, just like this one, except I probably won't be talking about the Rolling Stones, but who knows? Who knows what I'll be talking about? If you want another one later in the week or in a few days, that's easy to do. It's a bonus episode every week for patrons only. And the be and the way to be the way to be a patron, the way to become a patron, head on over to Patreon.com. That's Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation. And you'll get an extra episode every single week. Full-length episode. Oh, it's a deal. You put it on a credit card, it's 4 bucks. You won't notice it. And you'll get an extra episode every day or every month or every week. Every, no, every week you get an extra episode. So that's good value, right? That's excellent. So it'll, it'll, it'll increase your quality of life. So if you want to do that, head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff K. If you want to check out the Surf Report podcast website, pay, no, God, I need to go see a doctor. That's surfreportpod.com. And if you, want to, if you want to call into the hotline and become a part of a future show, that number, 570-290-8151. If you didn't get that, the number's in the show notes. Just check it out. It's all in there. Give me a call, round the clock. I'd like to hear from you. I really would. And we're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for everything. Uh, appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. And I'll be back soon over on the Patreon side. Until then, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye. When you start sneezing and having the hiccups at the same time, that's not good. I said, no, it doesn't sound like it.